Hello and welcome to Stu on This, weekly reflections from my heart. I'm Stu Bittman and this is week one. Our title is, Are We There Yet? (laughs) Perhaps you recognize that if you have children. I used to ask my dad that once in a while on car trips and uh, he actually trained me pretty well to not ask that question because his answer was always the same, which was, yes. You know, he he was probably just trying to be funny, but he actually was laying as much wisdom as any Zen master could have laid on me in that moment. He was reminding me that not only was I not focused on the present moment, but I had already decided that there, being our destination, was better than here, and that I was barely noticing where I was because I was focused on the distance between here and there. So I really even wasn't enjoying the feelings of being there. I was like somewhere in limbo. And I think this is a great metaphor for life because I, and I believe many of us, tend to compare where we are in life to where we think we should be or where someone said we should be or where we wish we could be or where someone else is. And we decide that we'd be better off there. And then we put our focus and attention on the gap, on the gap in between where we are and there you know, as opposed to some other things that we could be focusing on, like like how beautiful it is here, or how far we've come to get here. I notice my dog, Brenna, always seems to be okay where she is. Not once has she asked me, are we there yet? And not once has she said, you know, Dad, this walk is the same one we did yesterday. Can we go somewhere else? She's just happy and joyful, and if things aren't going her way, she'll adapt and try something else. I mean, this is, again, a beautiful metaphor, because according to just about every spiritual tradition that I know, including chiropractic philosophy, everything we need to be healthy and happy and joyful and abundant is already right here, right now. The 22nd principle of chiropractic, in fact, states there is 100% of innate intelligence in every living thing, the requisite amount. Requisite means what's required for a particular purpose. So what that principle to me is saying, that everything I need to not only run my physiology but to run my life is there 100%, 100% of the time that the greatest power and wisdom in the universe, the one that is connected to everything and everyone, is available to me in every moment, 100% of the time, and 100% of that wisdom, power, and love is available to me. 100% of my connection, my my oneness with everything and, and everyone is right there in me, ready to radiate through me, from me, and enter into this world as me. Wow, do I really think it's going to be better somewhere else? For me, innate intelligence is love. It's is joy, is peace, is abundance. So, so all of that, again, all the love, joy, peace, and abundance that exist in the universe are all right here and right now and always available to me, except perhaps when I'm wishing I was somewhere else. So life is like a lot of raffles. You have to be present to win. Now, we do have an innate urge to expand and evolve and grow. It's wonderful to have goals. But if we think we can't be happy or experience love or, or experience success or experience fulfillment until we get there, that's a problem. And that's a problem my dog doesn't seem to have. 
you know, Charlie Tremendous Jones, who was a famous motivational speaker and used to speak at Parker seminars, he used to say, if you ain't happy where you are, you sure as heck won't be happy where you ain't. It's wonderful English, so I'm going to repeat that. If you ain't happy where you are, you sure as heck won't be happy where you ain't. You know, I have found this to be very true. I have completed 63 revolutions around the sun pretty recently. And I know a lot of retired guys. I go to men's retreats where most of the guys are retired. And they have been waiting their entire life to be happy. They've been waiting their entire life to have the time to do the things they told themselves they needed to do to be happy. And you know what? <laughs> a lot of them are still not happy. In fact, a lot of them are less happy than they were because at least before they had a job that they could identify with or find purpose or fulfillment from. And now they don't even have that. So what I think Charlie Tremendous Jones was telling us is that happiness is, is an ability to cultivate uh, that we need to start working on now. And that shouldn't be that impossible because there is an aspect of our consciousness that is always happy. It's already happy. It's already loving. It's already abundant. It's already one with innate intelligence or one with love or one with God, if you prefer. And when we don't experience those things, when we don't experience our deepest desires, it isn't that love or innate intelligence or God left. We're the ones who left. So when we ask ourselves, are we there yet? Let's remember to say yes. Yes. Right here and right now, there's 100% of my intelligence, my innate intelligence, my connection, my source of everything good in my life. 100% of that is around here somewhere. So let's cultivate the ability to enjoy the depth of this moment. Let's focus on the gain. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on what's good. Let's focus on what's beautiful right here and now, rather than the gap between where we are and where we think we need to be. You know, so a great exercise is to ask ourselves, look at our goals and ask ourselves, what will those goals give me? What state of consciousness do I think I'll find there that I'm not experiencing here? And if we ask ourselves that, do we really believe that somewhere in the enoughness of our innate intelligence, we can't find that now? I think innate works more in the realm of states of consciousness. So if we do believe that innate intelligence and that we have 100% access to that in any moment is love, is abundance, is all the things we're looking for, then instead of trying to change our environment, instead of trying to change people, instead of trying to manipulate everything so it's okay for us, maybe we could just step into that flow of enoughness that is right there, right there in our innate intelligence. We can access those states of consciousness we think we can only get to there, here. <laughs> So, so let's pay a little more attention to those states of consciousness and access them any way we can and pay more attention to the beauty that's already right here in our life. You know, there have been a lot of times in my life where my bank account wasn't where I wanted it to be and I used to focus on that and I used to complain about that and I used to wish it was different and I used to do a lot of things that really didn't do any good at all. <laughs> or, and then, then I got to the point where I learned and embodied and practiced and realized in those moments when I was entertaining lack that my innate bank account is always 100%. And if I could really get into that flow, I automatically have a feeling of abundance. 
And then all the things that contribute to my abundance all of a sudden become very clear, like all my strengths and all my skills and my willingness to serve, my willingness to grow, and all the support I have in my life from friends and family and, and whatever. And then I can get the humbling feeling on top of that, that, that here I am complaining and I probably have a roof over my head and enough food to eat, and there are indeed a lot of people in the world that don't have that. You know, and there have been times in my life where I didn't feel yippy-skippy and, or I had a symptom or I have a pain. In fact, you know, maybe the last 20 years, there have been very few days without one. <laughs> and I can whine and I can berate my body for letting me down. Or, I, again, I could focus on the 100% wholeness of innate that's here. Even in the face of illness, there is allness. So I can think about the 600 octillion things my body is doing every second in perfect balance and harmony, except for maybe one or two. And maybe that would help me put things in perspective. Maybe that will allow me to <laughs> probably get better a lot faster. You know, and I know there's a lot of people out there listening who are, you know, who for them right now in their life here is, is truly miserable or truly horrible or truly difficult. And I would just venture to say that that's hard enough. That's hard enough without wishing things were different. That's hard enough without just hoping or wishing that we were somewhere else. I, I think that if we were able to access our strengths and access our, you know, even some percentage of our innate intelligence and gain a little bit of a big picture, it would help. It helps in every situation to be at least somewhat connected to uh, to what would help, to my strengths again, to my values, to my to my inner hope that the best is yet to be. So, the tool and the practice that for me brings me the most quickly into the flow of my innate intelligence and all its love and all its power and all its abundance is gratitude. Gratitude. Meister Eckhart, who was a 13th century German theologian, said if the only prayer you ever uttered was thank you, it would be sufficient. And I believe that's absolutely true. You know, it's really, really difficult to be thankful and be wishing we were somewhere else at the same time. There's a line in the Bible that says, in all things be thankful. And I am thankful that it doesn't say, for all things, be thankful, because that's harder. I think it's possible, but it's harder. But in all things, even right where I am right now, there's always, always something to be grateful for. And if nothing else, we can be grateful for who and what we are. Because no matter what we've done, no matter what we haven't done, no matter where we haven't gotten to yet, we are each a child of the universe. We are each an expression of 100% innate intelligence. We have, each of us, as much love, joy, wisdom, and abundance as anyone else does. We can be thankful in all things because no matter where we are, we stand on holy ground. We can be thankful in all things that regardless of how things look in the moment where we are, we can always turn our attention from being somewhere else to looking at what's here with different eyes, with the eyes of love, with the eyes of wholeness, with the eyes of innate, and things will always look different. 
then we can experience and express more of the things in life we, we really wanted to begin with. Again, things like love and joy and peace. And the best news is when we do a daily gratitude practice, which I'm strongly recommending, I've noticed, and I'm sure you have too if you've done it, that the more grateful I am about things, the more things I have to be grateful for. So you could write a list every day of what you're grateful for, in which case I would definitely um, encourage you to include yourself, include the fact that you showed up, even if you didn't show up, uh, you know, 100% of how you would have liked to, you showed up, you helped somebody, (laughs) you gave a smile, you tried, you had an intention. If nothing else... Give yourself some gratitude for showing up because gratitude leads to an attitude of enoughness. What a beautiful thing to cultivate, enoughness. Again, there may be more of something good down the road. But if we don't stop now and acknowledge the good that's here, we probably won't notice it down the road when it gets better. Are we there yet? Yes, yes. You know, there's an old saying that happiness isn't a destination, it's a journey. But perhaps it's really just every step on that journey. Because the real journey is to where we know that everything we're looking for is right here and right now. We don't need to get to a different place, but perhaps we can cultivate the ability to experience more of the depth, the beauty of what we are, and what everyone else is, and what everything else is, right where we are. Hmm. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.